Happy New Year. We are back with another episode of Incognito. I'm so glad that we're back recording. I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really happy to be recording. Today we're going to talk about growth. Growth. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I feel like it's like, I feel like every time we come together, I say the same thing all the time. Whenever we come together, we're always on the same wavelength mm. about what we want to talk about. It's never like, I want to talk about this and you want to talk about something else. And it's like, oh, well, it's flip a coin, I don't know. That's so true, you know. It's like we're just always in rhythm. It's never a thing of like, mm, no, like, it just flows, which is so it's good. Um, and I think this is such a really good topic to talk about, especially being in a whole new year. Yeah. So it, I think it's just very fitting, so... I feel like a lot of people, we wanted to also really highlight, mm-hmm. this is not a new year, new me kind of situation. Exactly. It's just very timely that we've recognised growth mm-hmm. and it's been something that, it's been transitional. Yeah. It's not been an overnight kind of thing or like, wow, I've just realised in the first week of January. Mm. It's, um, it's just timing of things have worked out to be this way. Okay, so... First thing, in order to kind of get to where we are right now, um, because yeah, we need to do some backtracking. And like Jay said, it's not a thing where we're like magically fixed or healed. Like these are things that we are aware of and we've noted and we're moving through it. So it's not a thing that we're talking from past tense and we're now in a complete, you know, done a whole 360, but it's a process and it's a journey. And that's like the beautiful thing about the growing process, which I think is pretty dope. But yeah, like Jay said, we need to do a bit of backtracking. So first of all, I think it's fitting to talk about (laughs) what we used to do in the past and actually like noting down our toxic behaviours. I actually had to write this down because it was like, (laughs) it sounds so sick, but what are my toxic traits? Yeah. Um, And then writing it down, I was like, ah. But I feel like it's so important to know what your toxic traits are. Mm. I feel like it's a little bit scary when you go to somebody and they can't tell you what they need to improve on or what they do badly mm-hmm. i feel like it shows a lack of self-awareness very true so the list who should start <laughs> you can go first okay <laughs> so one of is and in no particular order whatsoever mm-hmm. and the first one i want to start with is holding grudges yeah my god like i used to see it as more of a thing whereby okay well no i've it's not that I'm holding a grudge, it's just that bad things have happened in the past and I will never, ever, 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 ever forget this. Right. I I didn't use it in a way whereby I will never forget this as in, like, it's helped me change in this way and okay. transform to something pers- uh, positive. Mm-hmm. It's just more of, like, I hate you. Right, okay. And I will never stop hating you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and even if a year's gone by... I still don't like your West. I still don't like it. Damn. No, I can relate in regards to holding grudges. But I think my grudges were more short-term rather than long-term grudges. So it was something in terms of, like, say I'm having an argument with somebody and the reflective process after, kind of like, you know, when you make up, I found it very difficult too because I'm holding on to that moment very much. And in that moment... 
nothing can change that yeah. like no sorry no let's talk about it like i'm still on 100 even like even days could go by and i'm still holding on to that mm-hmm. whole situation so yeah but you know after a while i could let it go yeah. but i think it was more in the moment i wasn't somebody that was like okay maybe i can see it from that person's point of view mm-hmm. or maybe it wasn't supposed to be like that in that moment i'm like f you yeah and i don't f with you yeah do you know what i mean f the right off yeah so yeah i can definitely relate in regards to the holding grudges aspect definitely uh, should i read yeah that? yeah yeah so another if one they if they're cr- like similar i'll just bounce off of course, you. yeah of course. another one was um bad communication ditto hey now i always used to i i would i'm one of the people that would always scream like you have to have great communication blah 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 blah. Mm. and um in the past i didn't realize that writing a long ass novel Mm. and then sending it to whoever it is about what you've done to upset me and how this has affected blah 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 blah, and then blocking them on everything is not good communication right it's not like communication is a two-way thing Mm-hmm. It's I express and say everything I have to say, but then in turn I should, within talking about how I feel, I should al- allow you space to speak about how you feel as well. Yeah. Or at least respond. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's yeah. I totally hear you on that one. Mm. For bad communication for me, mine was the complete opposite. I would just shut down because I found it really particularly in the moment I found it really hard to articulate myself mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's like I knew what I wanted to say in my brain but the words physically couldn't come out yeah and I to myself I'd think I'd rather rather than looking like a jackass let me just shut the fuck up okay but it wasn't in the terms of like let me hold my mouth like mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. no just don't talk to me like period and you would know like you would be able to cut the whole like atmosphere in half because it was so tense so yeah i would just even if you're talking to me i just would blank you like that would be me like that would be my shut off for communication so yeah i just wouldn't even communicate with you at all yeah i i kind of yo-yo in between mm. either i at, at, at my very 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 worst like it and it takes quite a bit for it to get to the point whereby i use my big boy voice oh and what's that if you don't mind me asking it's a lot it's it's very loud right and a lot of shouting a lot of like Mm. screaming and loads of swearing and it's just horrible it's just an explosion of anger and again that's not good communication at all but that's when i'm i've been pushed to the edge way too far Mm. way too fast i don't i don't bring out that voice often whatsoever because it hurts yeah me. it actually hurts physically <laughs> <laughs> i have to go and lie down afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think we've i think we've all been in that stage where we just lose it like we mm. just go ape shit but i know what i'm like i know if i do get to that to that point i may something say some things that i regret Oh, okay. Because I can, like, I can be spiteful, particularly in moments like that. So that's why I'm like... Sorry, I didn't need to know. <laughs> I can be... So I'm like, do you know what? Let me just shut up. Yeah. No, do you know what I, I mean? I hear you. I definitely hear you. 
I could go below the belt if I want to. Like, do you know what I mean? Because when I'm in that space, I don't see you as, like, you've really ticked me off. So it's like, because I have that respect for you, let me just hold my mouth. Let me just sh- shut up. Yep. So, yeah, okay. I, I get you on that one. Okay. Um, I... Have you got any else? I thought I had another one, but I do not have another one. But there definitely are more. They probably relate, to be honest, because I've another toxic trait of myself. I'm very stubborn. Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, I'm very yeah. stubborn. I'm trying to find ways around it, but I'm just going. It just kind of steers back to. I'm a bit of a sprat. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, if I don't get things my own way, I'm not somebody that throws my toys out the pram, mm. but I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I used to do when I was little? When I was like, I don't know why I was upset for whatever reason, but I used to like slump down in my buggy and allow my feet to like drag on the floor. floor. So my mum would like <laughs> wheelbarrow the, the pushchair and that would make me even more angry because I'd be like, <laughs> that. That's, that's that's how I metaphorically am. Mm. Yeah, when I wouldn't get my way, I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. You're not, what do you mean? This makes logic, what I'm asking for is not hard. It's simple. It makes logical sense. Why can't you just provide or cooperate? Do, yeah, do yeah. I don't want to hear it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Find a way. You're taking the words out of my mouth. When it's not done, I'm just like, what do you mean but i i have a i think i have a reasoning why Mm. that i have that type of trait and i don't know if it relates i don't know if we share it now or if we share a bit later into the Mm. conversation but i think it's my sense of control like one of my values which i pointed out with a coach but we can get into that Um, um and then my ego i have a very huge ego but I'm still trying to understand because there's so much that makes up your ego and how things... I know you probably can school me on this, but, you're, you know, going into, like, psychological stuff. But, yeah, there's so much that makes your ego. Yeah. And a lot of the times I don't really know, you know, how it's derived from an egotistical place, but yeah. I know that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so that's definitely a toxic behaviour of mine and then pride. Oh, okay. Yeah pride is an issue mm. so yeah those those are my toxic behaviors it was oh i had one i was gonna say it but now it's flown flown out my head all over again oh i don't trust people that was it yeah we said that off record Oy. yeah god yeah that's been an issue um and i didn't it, it never it never always was an issue okay never always was an issue it was just a chain of events that really sparked it in me and then when that happened it it kind of like really took over everything i just would not trust anybody at okay. all okay that's interesting though that those events has actually like played a part in your relationships with everyone or is mm. it like a, just a set of people um it it was with a set of people and then I felt it like seeping out into everybody. Interesting. And when I realised it started to seep out and it started to touch people that were nowhere near the epicentre of what had happened anyway, mm-hmm. I realised that's when something needs to change. Because mm. 
not everyone's going to be like that mm. and not everybody deserves to be treated as if they are a completely untrustworthy person yeah um but we'll get into that a little bit more later in the in the chat but yeah yeah so that actually really like intertwines well into like the next point that we wanted to cover in terms of like mm. how these toxic behaviors have affected our relationships with self mm. and of other people mm-hmm so in regards to how it's affected my relationship with myself I think it's definitely played a part in having a negative relationship with myself Mm -hmm. because I tend to it's weird because it's like a lot of the time when I'm I'm displaying these behaviors I almost see it as like I've got myself right and then I have almost like a devil and angel on my shoulder right (laughs) and they're both talking to me and I'm just Mm -hmm really listening to negative name and I know consciously that what I'm displaying in that moment is not serving me it's not it's only gonna deflate me it's only gonna drain my energy and make me feel real shit Mm -hmm. but it's like I still keep pushing like I've almost got a point to prove oh yeah do you know what I mean that might be the pride part that's the pride because it's like all right I'm wrong but I'm going on strong and I ain't going down without a fight. <laughs> so for me, it's like, well, you're kind of, you know, you are losing right now. Mm. But in that time, I'm just like, F it. Like, yeah. let's go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's... So, yeah, it's definitely a pride thing. And I think mm. how it's affected relationships with myself, not great. And with others, I think it's had its, I think it's had its issues with people, partic- mm-hmm. particularly with romantic Oh. relationships more so with family okay i think it's definitely in my previous relationship i can see potholes of maybe where i went wrong mm-hmm. because of some of the toxic behaviors i displayed mm-hmm. like pride holding grudges definitely bad communication um that's always he would always say that to me like you just never know how to communicate oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and no. i would just like shut the fuck up oh, no. but now i'm like mm, he might have had a point yeah yeah. yeah. He doesn't need to know that now, though. See, I, I, mean, <laughs> I was even going to say, when you were talking about how it's affected, like, romantic relationships, mm. um, I actually cannot, for safety reasons, go okay. into why, okay. um, go into the nitty-gritty of how uh, my trust issues have affected mm. romantic relationships. Right. Because if I talk about it... Okay. Uh, yeah we're no longer incognito are we no no, it's it's been actually really really bad it's it's sometimes the bad behaviors i see it as like a a lower sense of self as opposed to like you acting out of your higher Higher self yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and it's taken it's it's made it's made me do some questionable things to, okay. say, to say the least um, and no I'm not talking about going through somebody's phone like I'm sorry that was very 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 much 2010 <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> 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 the trust issue it's been an issue and when it comes to bad communication I I realise that it's better with family Sorry, no, worse with family than it is when it comes to intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I feel like it's not always very good when I have platonic relationships, sorry, with family, they'll do something and I'll just like brush it off, come right, like, and I just won't talk about it and just get on, um, whereas with romantic relationships, I'll always be the mediator, I'll be the person that's just like, right, let's talk about our feelings, like, how did you feel, this is how I felt, blah, 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 what could you have done differently, and the thing is, is that, I put in all that flipping effort, and it goes nowhere, because the dudes that I'm talking to don't give a shit to actually communicate properly like that with me whatsoever. Got you. And then with platonic relationships, sometimes I find that quite difficult to talk to, like, friends when they've done something to upset me, mm-hmm. unless it's, like, been outrageous, then well, absolutely I can. Right. But other than that, it sometimes it's hard because it's, like, I really like you. Yeah. And I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're doing a lot of madness and dumb shit right now. Right. But I'm not entirely sure how to tell you this without hurting your feelings. Right. So, yeah. That's so interesting, because for me, I think it's, like, the reverse. But in a way... It also mirrors what you say, which sounds strange, but it's like with family, like, mm-hmm. um, with like my maybe my mom and my auntie, like we've created safe spaces to an extent that we can like share our feelings, but then like maybe we wouldn't go beyond a certain part. So mm-hmm. what happens is we have that that tendency to shut off where we've taken that into relationships. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my family, we're not. Yeah, we can we can say like, oh, you know, like, this person's annoyed me or whatever. But when it maybe comes from a place of maybe like trauma or like something more oh God, entrenched, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't share that with my family. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to share that with someone outside either. So the best way for me to deal with that is by just not doing it, saying anything at all. Oh and just God. kind of just... But therapy has helped me where I've been mm. able to talk in the safe space That's where there's no judgment, there's no you know, interconnection with anybody that's like, oh, they know my business, whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just a safe space for me to kind of, like, be myself. Yeah. But, yeah, I find it more easier to talk to family mm. um, than I do with in relationships, which is strange. Especially um, when I've got control over that situation. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I just wanted to highlight as well, like, that has no... It doesn't, it doesn't have any correlation with the level of importance that I see these people in my life. Yeah, it's not okay. that like, I see intimate relationships more important than my family ones, right. and that's why I'm able to talk to them better. It's literally just the dynamic of the relationship, Got you. and literally who it is, basically, which then defines how I navigate it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that, that has a lot to do with a lot of other stuff as well, so... Mm. It's, 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 it's sticky sometimes it's very uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable no but no it's good though it's good though because we are moving more into like a yeah. lighter space so now that we're aware of these like toxic behaviors mm-hmm. how they've affected ourselves and others around us mm-hmm. what would you say sparked the realization that these are toxic and what helped you so a couple things one definitely being that I realised that there were just patterns mm-hmm. that kept reoccurring patterns with different people but always the same kind of issue. Right. I'm like, what 
the hell is really going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, and the toxic pattern wouldn't necessarily uh, result in like a complete and total breakdown and knock off of relations, but it will add strain to it. And I always would wonder like, what is it? And I feel like when it comes down to um, building a healthier relationship with people, there's only, you can't really sit there and just be pointing fingers at them and saying, you need to do this to change, blah, blah, You can't change anyone. You just need to change the way that you move. And that's what sparked it because of weird reoccurring patterns. And also where I realised that I wanted to grow in other areas of my life and I couldn't understand or I couldn't see why I wasn't able to fully flourish in those areas. And I realised it's because of other things, things from the past or things that still exist that just haven't been swept up properly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, sometimes I'm just like, you can just talk for me. (laughs) I'm so in tune with what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with a lot of um, what you said. I think for me, mainly, it was a feeling for me. Mm. I was just tired of feeling a certain type of way. And I don't want to say victimisation, but sometimes I can go into that mode of like, what won't be me? And then I just had to really realise that you can only control you. Like, Mm -hmm. you have 100% of how you take things, receive things, how you behave, Mm -hmm. like take some accountability here because it can't always be the other person. Do you know what I mean? Like shit happens, life happens, but I have a choice on how I want to be from this day forward. So for me, it was more a feeling because I was just, I felt like I just always had really low energy. Like just, I was always Mm -hmm. programming on like low frequency Mm -hmm. and I was just like, enough's enough. Like, and I definitely feel like, um, I know we spoke about in the first episode, you know, me falling more of a Buddhist lifestyle, but my Buddhist practice really helps put things into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm somebody that I really like to keep busy, but what I do is with keeping busy is allows me to not focus on things that may not be going so well in my life because I'm just like, oh, I've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. So particularly within the first lockdown, a lot of things kind of just fell into perspective and it was just like, okay, I'm not working at the moment. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's just me, myself and I Mm -hmm. in my bedroom, in my house. And there's only so much things I can do online until I'm like, okay, I'm still with me. And yeah, I think just by deepening my faith within my Buddhist practice made me realise that I've got some work to do, yeah. you know, like, you know, I've been doing therapy and I love therapy and stuff, but I feel like it was more than that. I feel like I needed to dig deep holistically, Like I needed mm. to really dig deep. And yeah. yeah, I think by allowing myself to just kind of be still yes. is what sparked the realisation yes. that, yes. yeah, some shit's got to change. That is so important. Like I have a family member in particular who always says to me, just be still Mm. just be still just be still that's it no like no fluff no talking no not just be still and i found when i spent a lot of time by myself which i really enjoy doing Mm. (laughs) when i spent time by myself no phone no music no tv no computer no nothing um window wide open it's a nice afternoon and I literally just like sky gaze, right. if that makes sense. 
and do some like nice breath work as well and then all of a sudden things my brain feels clearer Mm -hmm. and it feels like everything that's been up in the air finally comes and it lands nicely and i'm able to see everything for what it is i'm like ah okay Mm. this is how we can make things make more sense Mm. like when you just are still and think and calm things around you become calm as well and then you can actually see things for what it is and decide what you want to do going forward yeah that's really powerful it just allowed me to just really just open my brain up and it allowed me like all these things to come up but i just didn't attach any emotion to them i just saw them for what they were okay and i i didn't pass any judgment i didn't because you know i usually go into once i go into the woe be me i start to attacking myself and then i start mm-hmm. going into oh like that's when i the insecurities come out and the doubt and all of that but i just I'm like really trying to just not do that and just see it for what it is and know okay this is what needs to be done and this is what needs to be done and that's okay like the fact that you're aware Mm -hmm. that this has happened or you may display this trait you know it now so you know you can't change what was done that's it that's literally it but you have the power to move forward and I think that's that's what i'm really pleased about because Mm -hmm. it's just like do you know what like it's actually not the end of the world it's not the end of the world it actually isn't the end of the world and it's such a nice feeling when you get that Mm -hmm. that's literally exactly what you said was what was where i was yesterday Mm. i was like literally pacing up and down in the kitchen going over a certain scenario and i was like wow i can finally see properly clearly where i was in the wrong and the part that i played in the ending of relationship or events that had occurred mm. to lead up to the end of a relationship and whatnot and I was like you know what I'm not even mad at you and I speak to myself like that like kind of not that I speak to myself as if I'm speaking to my inner child and that's something I always say like I'm not mad at you mm, I like that I'm not mad at you I'm just really really proud that you finally have gotten to this headspace so instead of beating yourself up about what you could have done better or not why don't you now reflect on the the better that you are doing mm-hmm. and how you intend to move forward and better yet reflect on the space between who you once were and who you are right now or the mindset that you have now and celebrate that mm. pat yourself on the back like the situation at hand at the time was already difficult yeah and then the gap in between whereby you still didn't know the part that you played in it was still difficult because you were still hurting from this person did that to me blah 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 and now you've gotten to a point whereby oh my gosh yeah i see what i've done now and now you can leave all those feelings right where they were or are Mm -hmm. and just feel good that you realize things now feel good for the growth that you've made Mm. Because yesterday that. you didn't realise this. I love that. Yeah. I, I just think that's so powerful when you're actually able to have those conversations with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing. I think we're so, as human beings, we're so reactive. We're so used to just talking and talking. Yeah. But it's like, are we actively listening? Are we taking note? Are we taking any of this in? Or are we just going off? Because that's where the change happens you know it's so easy to just kind of like have verbal diarrhea but it's like 
no 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 how is that resonating like how are you processing that exactly yeah so i think that's really powerful and i love how you know you just spoke about talking to yourself like mm. as an inner child like exactly. I, I think that's lovely it's so important like i don't know i don't know if it's even appropriate to talk about it at this point that we're at in the podcast at the moment but um something that oh no it's that'll be about the tools okay cool all right yeah um yeah, do you want to jump straight into it then? Let's okay, go, cool. go, go, go. <laughs> so, um, for me, something, fun fact, I like to read psychology textbooks for fun. Mm-hmm. And there's this book that I, I can't remember the authors for the life of me, but it's a book called Mind Over Mood. Oh, nice. Okay. It was suggested to me by a friend. And um, whenever I feel like I'm in a bit of a mental crisis, mental meltdown, I reach for that book to actually understand the science behind what's going on because it helps me to ration, rationalise things better. But um, something that I also have been doing, and no, please guys, don't think it's a replacement for actual therapy. Mm. It's just great to listen to these things sometimes. On YouTube, there are a lot of psychologists, like trained, qualified, practising psychologists, psychiatrists out, and they do videos on a lot of things. Um, but one in particular that I found interesting was looking at my attachment type. Okay. And I feel like by looking at your attachment type, it definitely can answer a lot of questions for how and why you operate the way that you do in certain and all relationships in your life. Mm. That tool's really helped me out. So, because I actually want to ask you a question in regards to that. So, mm-hmm. if you guys are listening, we're actually, we've moved on into where we currently are now and what tools we're using to help make the changes to the toxic behaviours that we are aware that we have. Mm-hmm. So, can you just, like, touch on a little bit about that attachment type? Because I'd be really mm. interested to know about that, actually. Like right. What it is and... So, there are four different attachment types. Um, the first one is one, well, it's not any in any order, but there's a secure attachment type, which is the most ideal, highly sought after yeah. one where everything's fine. Yeah. They had a good childhood. Right. They had good ad- adolescence. They have great and rewarding friendships, relationships, and everything is pretty much smooth sailing. Right. Then you have the different types of uh, avoidant attachment types. So there's fearful avoidant, there's dismissive avoidant and there's one other one i can't remember right now which one it is that's okay but there's different um attachment types Mm -hmm. and they all derive from how your relations were when you were a child right and then it shows how it manifests into um adult life okay that is so interesting be interested to know here we are that's it so there's secure there's avoidant so secure attachment is secure and Mm -hmm. then the um the avoidant ones are avoidant anxious and disorganized okay interesting and is it what like a test um or is it just that you just read up on it I think you, I'm sure you can take, there's, there's one that's come up right now, it's that attachment style quiz. Okay. You can take a test, but just from watching videos and doing research, I can very quickly, easily identify what mine was. Mm. And it made so much sense. 
it just all just made so much sense. So how did you like, go, uh, do you want to share? No, do I want to share which one's <laughs> mine? Well, obviously it's not secure. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I'd be wearing a gold bag and guys, look at me. Secure fashion time. <laughs> oh my God. Um, my one was the anxious one. Okay. The fearful avoidant one, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. and it just it basically it's really it's really weird like there's so many videos that um there are to explain different reasons as to why you do different things so i remember there's a video that i saw a lady was talking about um why people with the attachment type that i just mentioned would text you to make plans and then not follow through with the plans. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't actually watched that video yet but i'm just like ah mm. that is Something I have done in the past. Right. Been a bit flaky, but then a part of me is just like, I will make these plans, and then even if I don't want to go through with them, I will still, still follow through, through with them because I feel like I'm obliged to. That, I have that is to. me. I'm probably, when That's I do that, point. I'm probably going to be the same, to be honest. <laughs> I'm probably going to be the same. Like, take looking into like your attachment types and mm-hmm. stuff like that. How has that allowed you to like move forward? And like, what current space are you in right now? So the great thing about finding out and learning about your attachment style is that you always have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the people that are secure would not want to change. No, they're good. But um, if you're in the avoidant one, you can change to um secure with work. It's helped me to see what I can do to help change and. Although, like we, as we mentioned, we looked at our um, our toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. They, we're not saying that they are gone. No. But we've we don't feed energy into them anymore. Yes. And I think that's really really important. Yes. Don't feed the energy into it. It's there. Like it's because we've like realized all of this as of recently it's not gonna everything's gonna change overnight. yeah it's not days all the time but yeah but um yeah it's it's about realizing and just sitting with it and making small active steps towards better you yeah I sound like a silly advert no you know what i mean no yeah like i definitely agree it's definitely like, for me i think i'm learning to mm. not feed them yeah because sometimes they may be fed. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, because we're human. Yeah. Um, but just not being... <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we're obviously like where I'm trying to be right now. I'm really always trying to look at negative things and be compassionate to them. Like I'm trying to show more compassion to a lot of things. Mm. And my mum was bound only the other day. She's just like, I'm so sick and tired of your compassion. <laughs> Because I understand that sometimes mm. you just have to look at something for what it is. Yeah. You know, but I have to really dig deep and be like, look at it from a compassionate side. And we got that from watching an episode of Red Table Talks where Gary, which is Jada Pinkett's mum, she just like, Jada, I'm sick and tired of your compassion. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think definitely like learning to not feed into these toxic behaviors but in terms of where i'm at i feel good 
Good. I really feel good. And, like, just, like, off record, like, I was speaking to Jay personally because we, you know, we check in and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think this is the first time... It may sound sad, but I think this is the first time in my life where I genuinely feel good, like, That's feel good. okay, you know? And it's not because of someone or something. Like, the work, I'm doing the work, and that's so powerful to me. And don't get me wrong, I have my days, but I'm just really learning to trust the process. Really trust the process and build a core, solid foundation within myself. Because that's what I realised, you know, if my roots aren't strong, the tree that I'm trying to grow is just going to be weak. You know, and exactly. I will not be able to enjoy the, enjoy the fruits of my labour. Exactly. So... Are um, still on tools, by the way? Yeah, because we're on tools. I was actually going to mention the abstinence. Has, That's helping, man. It helped tremendously. We're still going, guys. We're still going! <laughs> we're still <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Yo, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely has um, helped out to make my brain feel clear. Clear. I'm still trying to really work out as to like why or how um but i just do know that it's helped me to unfold my mind yeah ditto not saying sex is bad guys no we're not we're not not saying that it's bad at all and don't get me wrong we have well i know i do i have urges where i'm like damn i got a little itch i need to scratch it but I'm just, like, I'm talking to myself a lot more. So, like, Jay was talking, you know, in terms of, like, that self-talk. Like, I've realised, you know, over the Christmas period, it's natural, like, you're like, oh, like, it's cuffing season. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's cuffing season. And I'm like, all right, first of all, we're in a pandemic, so that's not great. But, you know, like, I'm bored. And a lot of the time, it was because of boredom where I'd be like, you know, but now I'm just like... I'm having that conversation with myself. Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What purpose? Mm-hmm. What's my intention? Yeah, what's my intention? What is my intention? And what am I gaining? You know, am I going to feel great after or not? Um, and the fact that I'm able to even have that conversation, that is growth right there, baby it girl. Is. It absolutely is. That is, I'm just... Because in the past, I, would, I wouldn't even entertain that conversation with myself. Hell like, no. Shut, gosh, shut the fuck Hell up. Hell no, you're <laughs> trying to cock me. Shut the fuck up. You're coming over. <laughs> get out of here. You don't need that energy here. Literally. You've got dick coming over. Trying to get dick down, man. <laughs> ETA. <laughs> is that like, don't worry about that. It's coming. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I agree. I totally agree in regards to that. And also, again, um, you know, I appreciate everyone has their own faiths and stuff like that, but my Buddhist practice has really helped to keep me grounded. Mm. I really do. And I've, it's allowed me to have really strong, powerful dialogues with people. Mm. I think just having that open communication with mm-hmm. people, you know, again, off record, I was speaking to Jay, to, you know, someone that has been in my life a little bit, um and you know i thought i was done done like i really (laughs) thought i was done done like we had a conversation that was good in the end but i was like that's it like we don't need to talk to one another Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. and then popped up and we ended up having such an amazing powerful dialogue like and it was just like in that conversation it allowed me to realize that there were certain negative traits that i was displaying which was making our situation just not great he had his own issues but i also had my own 
And I think by just being aware of them and not being so reactive and mm. listening mm. and just being open-minded and just just displaying, like, a level of lightness, it was dope. It was a really powerful conversation. That's and that's when I was just like, I'm digging the person that you're becoming. That's really good. Thanks. I'm really, really happy to hear that. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to drop in just before we close in regards to growth? Uh, maybe just like tips. Like where you said that your your faith or your spiritual practice has helped you along with this um, process of processing your toxic behaviours and stuff. Mm. I definitely would have to say that a close relationship with God for me mm. has done that as well. And I feel like karma is extremely real. Yeah, it sure is. Extremely, extremely real. And I can see how it has played out in multiple ways in my life over the last however X amount of years. But I feel like when you finally really do realise your part you play in things and um, where you go wrong and your toxic behaviours and whatnot, and you actively work on not repeating them and all that, if you accidentally do, you can like pull yourself up on it. I feel like it really helps to clear your karmic debt. Mm-hmm. I feel like it really, really does. Mm-hmm. When you're like, God, I see this, and I'm sorry. Mm. Like, that's a bit mad of me. Mm. I'm going to try not to do that again. Mm. I feel like it clears your karmic debt. I feel like karma comes around when you've not done one of two things. You haven't, and I say this very, quote-unquote, repented, so realised what's wrong, mm-hmm. and actually you wanted to make the difference. And two, when you're just literally still running around in that same cycle. Yeah. Well, they say that um, the... What is it? The definition of, the definition of insanity is oh, yeah. repeating the same thing and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. You can't be out here wanting change and you're doing mad toxic things. I've been moving like a madman. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, we um, do, man. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just excited for the journey. I'm excited. Mm. Like, I know that healing is not an easy road. It's not a, it's not a pretty process. Uh, and, I'm, you know, my healing hasn't just started today. It's been something that I've been working on. But I think I've, I've reached a point of enlightenment. And I'm looking forward to... Yeah, I feel like I've just unlocked a new level in a game. We love this. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Next level-ish. Mean. So. Like the, the character that was blacked out, yes. now you see all the speeches yes. and the words. It's like, oh, wow. episode i think it's been so powerful and so positive and yeah man i'm just looking forward to the journey that we're about to go on but yeah we've already reached the end guys thanks for listening as always as always and yeah man looking forward to recording another episode but i'm nay i'm jay and we are out take care Bye. bye